on this episode of the Get Stoked Podcast, I'm just going to go right in and say that the Phoenix Suns-Dallas Mavericks game was a total embarrassment for the Suns. Phenomenal job by the Mavericks, but just an absolute wipe-in-the-floor performance. My goodness gracious. Plus, the second round of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs is here. We have great matchups. I'll talk about those. And also, I'll talk about the Detroit Tigers. They have four-game winning streak. I hope I don't jinx it, knock on wood. All that and a little bit more on this upcoming episode. Here we go. It is Tuesday, May 17th. It is May already. My goodness gracious. I hope everyone is doing fantastic. I hope you are having a very blessed and amazing day. And I hope everyone had a phenomenal weekend because it is time for round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Oh my goodness. I am excited. I am just crazy for this matchup that I'm about to share with you. And I have to kick it off with the St. Louis Blues, my bandwagon team, in this playoff against the postseason juggernaut, Colorado Avalanche, Detroit's number one public enemy. Now, this game is at 9.30 tonight on TNT in just under three hours from the time of this recording. And Colorado is a negative 230 favorite. Ooh, ooh, ee. I mean, it is in Colorado, so what do you expect? St. Louis, will they get the win in game one, number one? I don't think so, but overall, I think they will get the series win. They just got to play confidently. They got to play aggressively. They got to have control of the puck in the Colorado zone. But of course, St. Louis cannot make unforced penalties, unforced errors, or just make very many mistakes overall. So I gotta, I just got to lead with them. St. Louis, I don't have you winning this first game, but I have you winning the series in seven. Considering how the last round looked, I think it's safe to assume that there's going to be at least two of these series that will go to game seven. I think it's a safe assumption to say because there is very, very talented hockey players all across the board does not matter if you're on the Rangers, the Avalanche, the Predators, the Wild, the Red Wings, even though some of those teams I listed are not in or no longer in the playoffs. But there's just talent all across the board. You got the Lightning, you got the Panthers, you got the Flames, you got the Oilers. And that is, those last two teams is coming up to my next matchup. That is actually for tomorrow, but I'm going to retract that. There are two battles that I noticed in the playoffs. You have Battle for Florida, Tampa Bay versus the Panthers. Now, Florida, the Panthers, they are a negative 170 favorite, and that is tonight at 7 o'clock on TNT. They are the number one overall team, and they can beat Tampa, who is the reigning champions. Panthers, for me, they're going to take game one. Four to three in overtime. It's going to just be a fist fight from start to finish in this whole series, not just for this game tonight. 
but for the whole series, oh my goodness. And for the Blues Avalanche, I'm going to jump that for a second. I have the Avalanche winning 5-2. to two. Reason being, Avalanche, they are very aggressive offensively. They are consistent defensively, and they are steady with the puck when they need to be. But, of course, they are fast-moving, fast-paced, fast, and aggressive on offense. So that's 5-2 to two for me. Going back to the Lightning Panthers for a second. I got to give it to the Panthers. They are the number one overall team in this in the playoffs. And if they can go toe-to-toe and even surpass the Lightning in this game, that, to me, speaks volumes, just absolute volumes on how good this team really is. They can control the puck very well in the opposing team's zone. Yes, they haven't done that as well of a job as I thought they would in their last series against Washington. But against Tampa, who is going to be very aggressive defensively and even more aggressive offensively, considering how they played against Toronto, this is going to be a fun series. This series right here is going to go to Game 7. Both of these series tonight is going to go to Game 7. I'm calling it right now. Lightning Panthers, Blues Avalanche, both of these are going to go to Game 7, at least Game 6. I can just see this going back and forth. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. It's going to be adrenaline rushing. It's going to be hypening, if that's a word. It's just going to be awesome. I'm excited to see what happens after tonight and this first round of the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I know that's a little confusing, but the first game of the second round starts tonight. Transitioning now to the floorboards from the rink, I have to say, before I dive into this now upcoming semifinals for the NBA, I have to talk about what occurred on Sunday night. And that was the Dallas Mavericks versus the Phoenix Suns. Game 7, a trip to the Western Conference Finals on the line with a dance with the Golden State Warriors, who are now probably the overall favorite to win. But I just got to talk about the Phoenix Suns for a second. What was that performance? It was atrocious on the Suns' part. It was absolutely, gosh darn, awful. CP3 couldn't do anything. Devin Booker couldn't do anything. My mind's just blown. My mind is blown to smithereens. The final score was 123 to 90, but it was at most a 46-point differential in favor of the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic leading with 35 points, 12 for 19 from the field goal, 5 for 5 from the free throw line, and Cam Johnson for the Phoenix Suns was 12 points, 3 for 6 from the sh- from shooting, and 4 for 4 from the free throw line. And looking at these team stats here, it was 56.8% from the field goal, for Dallas, 37.9% for Phoenix. Three-point percentage was almost 50% for Dallas and 35% for Phoenix. Each team had 12 turnovers, and Dallas slightly had more rebounds, 43-39. to 39. And this game was not even close for any point at all. Any point. And at halftime, it was a 30-point difference. 30-point difference, 57-27 to at halftime. 
at halftime. Luka Doncic at halftime had 27 points of alone. He matched the Phoenix Suns halftime total. And I got to say, the Phoenix Suns, they were projected to win the finals. And just after this performance, I I had to say something about it. It was it was egregiously awful. It was a phenomenal job by the Dallas Mavericks, to, to say the least. It was phenomenal. I can't put it any other way. And it was just downright disrespectful on how they finished this game. It was... It's not disrespectful in a terrible way, but it's just disrespectful in a very embarrassing way. And Luka Doncic was just he was he was playing with the Suns at will. He he did whatever he wanted to do with them. And I sometimes I'm just at a loss of words trying to describe my reaction to this. And this is my reaction on my loss of words. But I'm just flabbergasted I can describe every single adjective verb pronoun noun in the dictionary just to say how I'm feeling and I know the last couple ones don't really count towards it but I just had to find something there but it was oh my goodness it was an outstanding performance from Luka Doncic and the Mavericks as they move on to face the Warriors which is coming up Tonight, yes, it is coming up tonight, and it is going to be phenomenal. I take that back. It's not tonight. It is not tonight. Tonight, let me jump to tonight. It is Boston at Miami at 8.30 on ESPN. And tickets, I'm reading this from ESPN, they are as low as $79. That cannot be right. As low as $79 for the Eastern Conference Finals. Wow. I I might as well drive fly down Miami right now to get a ticket. But $79, really? I, I mean it is as low as, but what's the lowest they are really going to be? 250 minimum for Boston at Miami, number 1 versus number 2 seeds. But oh well. Oh well. But that is starting tonight and then tomorrow is is not Celtics is the Mavericks versus the Warriors. And for tonight Miami is a 4 point favorite over the Celtics. And I get, I'm going to give it to Miami. They've been playing phenomenally. They shut out not shut out. I take that back. They played pretty well against the 76ers when Joel Embiid was not in the game, but when he was in, they they played good. That's all I'll really say. But tonight, I'm going to predict Miami over the Celtics, 116-110. to 110. 116-110, it's going to pass the line. I'm calling it for Miami. Go Heat. I don't want to see the Celtics win. They're too good of a historical franchise to not win this game. But they, you know, if they go on, I'll be happy for them. But this is only game one. So that is going to be an exciting series as well as now there are four teams left in the NBA Finals. Final bracket, playoff, whatever you want to call it. So Miami's going to win 116-110. to That is my final prediction for this first game of the semifinals for the NBA playoffs. 
For this next segment, I'm going to move away from the arena, but drive a home run in the ballpark as the Detroit Tigers, yes, the Detroit Tigers, who are 13-23 and on the season right now, they are on a four-game winning streak after winning the series against Baltimore this past weekend and winning last night 3-2 against the Tampa Bay Rays. And Tarek Skubal has been phenomenal for the Tigers. I think they found their ace for for the Tigers. And he's he's no Justin Verlander. He's no Max Scherzer. He's no David Price. But I got to say, I, I like his performance. I really do. And looking at the scorecard right now, it is the bottom of the first. Tampa Bay has one hit. It is 0-0 currently. But we'll see what happens, honestly. It's the Tigers. Uh, they I know they have not found their groove yet, but winning four, it shows potential. It really does. I'm not gonna i I'm gonna knock on wood here. It doesn't prove that they're gonna just go bonkers and win ten more games to go five hundred and then win two more or three more to go over five hundred. That's not what I'm gonna say at all. What I'm gonna say is it shows development in this Tigers organization. AJ Hinch, he knows what he's doing. You have Javier Baez, you have Miguel Cabrera, you have Austin Meadows, who are now starting to look like they are playing as a team, they're gelling as a team, and you have Spencer Torkelson, who's trying, still trying to find his groove, he's on and off, he did that when with the West Michigan Whitecaps, I saw that for my own eyes, I know what he can do, but he moved up quickly, I gotta say. But with Spencer Spencer Torkelson, he's finding his groove. Give him some time. It's only been, what, 30, 40 games already in the season? And he he has not played a whole lot. He's still trying to learn the ropes. This is his first year in the MLB. Not in the farm system, but in the MLB. I really hope that the Tigers bring back Badu, but he's got to develop himself more. He's got to step up to the plate, He's and he's got to swing. He's just got to swing. He's got to play better at the plate. He he does pretty well in the outfield, I got to say. He really does. But once the Tigers get Riley Green back, though, let me talk about Riley Green for a second. Once they get Riley Green back after, I believe it was a foot injury or foot operation, one of the, one of the two, then I think the Tigers will be... Close, but not yet there at their almost full potential. Riley Green, has he has not played all season yet. He has to get back in. He's got to train. He's got to rep. He's got to progress into a starting position. He's got to hit. He's got to, he's got to do everything. And once he does that, and the Lions, not Lions, the Tigers start to progress more and gel more and cooperate more, then I will see Detroit at a much better potential point than they are right now. But they have to make do without Riley Green. They must go on with him, even though he's in the dugout supporting his team and he's trying to trying to go about being a part of the team. And I'm getting an update now. It is one nothing in favor of the Rays. Granted, this is the bottom of the first. Oh, don't worry. Two outs, one strike. Bryski is up 
for pitching. And but I wouldn't worry just yet. I would not panic. It is the bottom of the first. A lot of game left to play. But of course, we'll see what happens with the Tampa Bay Rays and the Detroit Tigers as they play tonight and then tomorrow night. And then Detroit will be in Cleveland facing the Guardians. But with this Detroit Tigers team, I have faith in them. I I may have lost a tiny bit when they went terribly when hit fit the Shan. As my old AP economics teacher once said, he didn't say it the other way around, but I got to say, I have faith in these Tigers team. I have faith that they will progress and they'll develop more and they'll just be better. I really do. I know they're at the bottom of the AL Central, but they will climb their way up. They will climb to at least second in the division behind the Twins. Excuse me, but I say go Tigers. Let them do their thing. I know we'll criticize them from time to time. They are the Tigers. They have not been the greatest in a few years. But give them time. Give them time. Hold on faith. That could be said for the Cincinnati Reds, too, who are currently 9-26. and That could also be said for the Kansas City Royals, who are 12-22. and That could also be said for the Baltimore Orioles. There's a whole lot of teams that they gotta, they just got to chill. They got to chill. They'll find their groove, but Detroit, I think, is ahead of the pack. They'll find their groove. Boston will find its groove. Boston always does. Chicago Cubs may not find their groove, but they might. The Oakland A's may find their groove. They may bring in more fans. So I, I'm just going to repeat myself now. Give the Tigers time. That's all they need. That's all they need. They need to communicate more. They need to cooperate more. They need to gel more. And at this point of the season, you're just going to be repeating an old record. Or it's going to skip. Whatever the saying goes. But give them time. They will find their way. They definitely will. They will. They will. They'll find their way. Trust the process. Before I go, I just want to give a quick shout out to all of Michigan Athletics. Uh, just the University of Michigan Athletics. They are kicking butt. Like Their women's softball just made the tournament as a two seed. Congrats to them. Tennis is kicking butt. From what I recall, they are doing phenomenally. The last time I saw, I, they, played, they were playing Texas in a very big match against the Longhorns last time I saw. But shout out to U of M Athletics for this spring season. They are doing pretty well. I got to say, Michigan baseball has got to boost it up a little bit. They'll find their way. They will. But shout out to Michigan Athletics. Go Blue. I want to see how far you guys go. I think you will be great. And, of course, in the near future, you guys will be phenomenal. That does it for me on this beautiful Tuesday early evening on May 17th. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Get Stoked Podcast. On Friday, I will be diving right back into the NHL NBA playoffs, talk more about the Tigers and the MLB. I may or may not talk about golf as it is relevant right now. I may or may not talk about Grand Valley Athletics, but I know for certain I will be talking about sports. That is the biggest thing. (laughs) So 
See you on Friday. Have a good rest of your week. We will see you then. Take care.